Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 2nd, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled God is Faithful. It's a series I just started on Monday. God is faithful. I want you to know that. I want you to know that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. He is tireless tirelessly committed to those plans. Uh, he's more committed to you than you're committed to you. And he is faithful. He's going to be faithful to everything he promised. He's going to be faithful to everything that's connected to what he planned for your life. Now, this is why you got to discover those things. Your purpose cannot be decided by you. Your purpose cannot be decided. People say, oh, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Your, well, your purpose cannot be decided because God decided before the world began. Therefore, your purpose must be discovered. And once you discover your purpose and you get to know Jesus and then you get to know yourself <laughs> and it's like you it's like you come in contact with yourself for the first time and now God begins to reveal to you the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world and you find it and you follow it and your goal is to finish it and you discover it and you're developing into it and you want to deploy into your purpose. You are seeking to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. You will discover that along with the purpose, God gave you specific and precious promises and God is faithful to fulfill every promise he has ever spoken over your life. We serve a faithful God. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. All right. So that said, uh, we've been looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 for days, all week. I want to go back to it again this morning. The title of today's message is God wants your amen. God, we serve a God who wants your amen. Let's talk about it. Why does God want your amen? Let me explain. Um, so once again, uh, on Sunday, this all happened because God told me to start this series. I was on my knees. I was in worship. I was in prayer. There's this song called Yes and Amen by Bethel Music. The praise and worship team was singing it. And the song says, faithful you are, faithful forever you will be, faithful you are, God. You are faithful and all your promises are yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen. All your promises to me are yes and amen. And so that came from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 and verse 20. While I was in church, after I got up out of the worship, the Lord said, I want you to start a series on this. And I was like, man, I normally like wind down a series, take my time. And the Lord was like, no, tomorrow start a series on my faithfulness, which I did on Monday. And it was from 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. And when I got to 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 and I read it from the NIV, I read it from the Passion Bible. I was like, oh man, all your promises are yes and amen. I always attributed the yes and the amen to God. And then I realized that, no, there's two people here. The yes comes from God. The amen comes from us and we need both. And that's what I've been teaching all week. So let's get back to it again this morning. God wants your amen. Actually, at the end of this, I'm going to tell you God needs your amen. So let's talk about it. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, New International Version, the Bible reads, for no matter how many promises God has made, it doesn't matter how many promises God has made unto you. It can, you know, unlimited amount of promises connected to your purpose. No matter how many promises God has made to you, they are yes in Christ. Every promise from God has a yes on it. Every promise from God is faithful. Every promise from God has a yes. And so through him, the amen is spoken by who? It's spoken by us to the glory of God. And so the yes came from God. The amen has to come from us. Uh, from the Passion Bible, it reads, 
For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him, watch this, and as his yes and our amen both ascend to God, we bring glory to his name. As his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring glory to his name. So what does this mean for you today? I'm just teaching. I'm a guy that 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 God, you know, has has given me an understanding of, of the word that that I, I I try to distill maybe a lot of times like even uh, theological concepts that, that that may be hard to understand and explain them in ways that are easily understood, like predestination, like this whole thing about God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. I'm explaining it in a way that people can be like, oh, I get it now, right? So there's two things I want to share with you this morning that's flowing in this vein. The first one is that God is looking for your co-operation. God is looking for your co operation. For God to operate in your life, I've told you this many times, you need to cooperate with him. God will not force himself upon you. God's involvement in your life in whatever whatever area must be an act of your free will. So another thing, another concept, a theological concept is the sovereignty of God. And so a lot of people misunderstand the sovereignty of God, meaning that they'll say stuff like, well, God is in control. Like everything that happens is God, you know? And uh, like this happened, well, God knows what he's doing. I was like, whoa, hold on for a minute. What are you talking about? I mean, everything that that happens is not God. I mean, you know that. I mean, God, God, it, we have all kind of evidence in scripture. And even in your own life, you've done stuff that God didn't tell you to do. Come on, you know that. Like you've done stuff that God is like, why'd you do that? Like, I mean, so so let's not act like everything that happens is is, is God. Let's not act like, and then people say stuff like, well, such and such has COVID. Uh, he's in the ICU. Let's pray for him. Uh, let's pray for God to heal him. But God knows what he's doing. What? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Do you think God put COVID on him? Well, God does everything. So then why would you ask God to heal him? Well, God does everything. Well, I wouldn't want to serve a God that puts a sickness on me to then turn around and heal me so I could give him praise. I mean, what kind of... God is not schizophrenic. I mean, like, this is ridiculous. I mean, like, people don't understand. So the the sovereignty of God doesn't mean that God does everything. You think that God is out here doing hurricanes, killing people, ripping off roofs? What are you talking about? No. God set up a system on this planet of sowing and reaping, cause and effect, the free will of humans. The prince of the power of the air is Satan. And, and this planet is in a fallen state and is not redeemed completely until Jesus comes back. And so, so you got to understand that that God is not going to operate in your life unless you cooperate with him. God is, now to be clear, God can do anything because God is God, right? But but here's some things that you got to understand about the sovereignty of God. You are a free moral agent. God is not going to force you to do anything. If God forced you to worship him, as an example, let's say you go to church on Sunday, you're one of those people like, mm, I'm not, you know, I don't I don't do that worship stuff. And people are worshiping around you and, and they're they're crying out to God and they have tears on their face and they're on their knees. Like I love to get them on my knees. I sometimes I fall flat on my face and people are worshiping and you're like, nah, that's not my thing. What if God forced you to worship him? If God forced you to get up, put your hands up, get on your knees, fall on your face, then that wouldn't be worship. Think about it. If God forced you to worship, then it wouldn't be worship because it's not coming from your heart. It would be God manipulating you. It's not, you're not a puppet and God is not a puppet master. God is not pulling the strings. If God, if God forced you to give, let's say it's time to give. Oh, this people get funny when you talk about money. It's like, hey, now it's time to give. And people are like, ooh, like, you know, okay. Now, if God forced you to give to his to fund his projects, if God forced you to tithe 10%, if God forced you to take an offering beyond that, if God forced you to give a significant amount of money out of your checking account to the, his projects around the world, 
if you didn't want to do it and God made you do it, then it wouldn't be a sacrifice. Then you, why would God give you a harvest if you didn't even want to do it? Right? It wouldn't be an it wouldn't be an act of sacrifice. It wouldn't be a sacrifice. It wouldn't be something that came from your heart. If God forced you to repent, watch this. Here's a big one. If God forced you to repent of your sin and accept Jesus as Lord, then God would be picking who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. This is where whoa, this is this whole thing. This is where people get it get it messed up. They go, well, God already knows. Well, then then we don't need to preach. Why would the Bible says that we have to preach? That we have to preach and that people have to accept. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we're supposed to preach and then people have to hear the word, hear the gospel, and then it's up to them whether or not they accept Jesus as Lord, whether or not they repent of their sin and get born again. If God was doing it, then God would be picking who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. If God forced you to pray, let's talk about prayer. If God forced you to pray and then God is forcing you to pray and he's telling you what to pray for and he's saying, I'm, I'm commanding you, I'm making you ask me for this then God would not be finding agreement in the earth because basically he would just be agreeing with himself because he's the one forcing you to do it. It doesn't, none of this works. This whole system doesn't work. But when, when, when you take the free will out of it, God has set up a system. Listen, once again, God could do whatever he wants, right? Because God is God, but God has chosen to set up a system on this planet where the whole earth operates on a system of sowing and reaping cause and effect and the free will of humans. That's it. So for God to operate through you, he's looking for your cooperation. If you cooperate, he will operate. If you don't cooperate, he won't operate. He's not going to force you to do anything. So God has provided the yes associated with every promise that he has ever spoken over your life, right? So he's given you the yes, but now he's looking for you to provide the amen. He has spoken things over you and he said yes, but he's looking for you to come in agreement with that. God has provided the yes with as it relates to everything that, that is connected to his plans and purposes that he established in, in his heart for you from the foundations of the world. God made plans for you and God already said yes to the plan. So when you discover God's plans or when God tells you to do something and you're doing what God told you to do, you don't have to ask God, God, can you put a yes on it? You don't have to ask God, God, can you bless it? No, it's already blessed because you are doing what he told you to do. Every promise from God comes with a, with a yes on it. So, so you're no longer looking for a yes. What God is looking for is the amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen. The yes is his part. The amen is our part. Say amen to that. All right. Number two. I'm trying to teach this thing. Number two, God is looking for you to agree with him in faith. Say faith. In faith. This is really important what I'm about to say. So I, I shared a statement with you yesterday that I was led today to come back and make sure that you understand what I was, what I was saying, because I don't want you to misconstrue what I said. So yesterday I said, for years, my understanding of faith was flawed, and it was. I said, based on the way I was taught when I was first born again, I thought I could name and claim believe and receive, decree and declare whatever I wanted, just as long as I release, release my faith for it in my heart, right? Sometimes it works. Many times it worked and many times it didn't. Remember I told you I would take something out of a magazine, put it, take a picture of it, put it on my fridge and I walk by it and I receive it in Jesus name. And I would do stuff like that. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Uh, and the problem is that once again, this is me, my approach. The problem is that I was asking for stuff that came that I came up with in my own heart. And so there was too much humanity in it. I said, I said, there was, I, I said yesterday, I was selfish. I was making a demand on God for whatever I wanted. And I thought that was faith. 
I thought that was faith. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Basically, based on the way I was taught, I thought that's what I, I was supposed to do. But let me explain. My understanding of faith was flawed because it was incomplete. There could be no faith where there is no grace. Once I understood the grace of God, then, then it's like everything, boom, the light came on. So let me, let me add to what I said yesterday to make sure that we get a clear understanding of this, because I do believe in decreeing and declaring. So God is looking for us to openly declare what he has already decreed over our lives. Yes, I believe that. The power of death and life are in the tongue. Now, with our tongue, we either release life or death, blessing or cursing. I believe that. Good or bad, we are going to have whatsoever we say. I believe that. This is why I don't say nothing negative. When somebody says something negative, I say, oh, that's your confession. I believe it's coming to pass. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. Don't say that. I didn't mean, then why'd you say it? Right? Why'd you say? Remember, you got born again by speaking words of faith from a believing heart. And so you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Boom, you were saved. So when you speak words, words of fear and you believe what you said, you're going to have what you say. So good or bad, you're going to have what you say. I believe that. This is, this is Bible. Now we serve a God who calls those things which be not as though they were. Remember, we serve a God that speaks to your to be stage from your right now stage. So God always speaks to your to be from your right now. God calls those things which be not as though they were. And we as imitators of God, like little children, that's what Ephesians says, we're supposed to do the same thing. I'm supposed to say what God said openly, out loud, say what God said. How long? Until I see what God said. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said, even if it doesn't line up with what I'm seeing down here in this world, even at the risk of looking foolish. Even when it seems like, 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 like that doesn't make any sense. God is leading me to say something and I say it out loud at the risk of looking foolish. I'm taking God public, right? And, and God expects me to do that. Why? Because he's provided a yes. He expects me to provide the amen. And so, no, I'm supposed to say what God is revealing to me in my heart. I'm supposed to say what God said until I see what God said. And I can't be moved by what I see in the natural. So I believe all that stuff. So, so yes, I believe in, I guess you could say, name and claim, believe and receive, blab and grab, whatever you want to call it. But all I'm saying is that, that it cannot initiate in my heart. It can't be something that I came up with on my own. And then now I'm saying, oh, I want to say this. And now God has to give it to me. No, because God doesn't, God never signed up to give me whatever I want. To be clear about that, God never signed up to give you whatever you want. God never said, you know, I'm here. I'm your sugar daddy. I'll, whatever you ask me for, I'll give it to you. No, 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 no. God signed up to already provide everything that is connected to the plans and the purposes that he made for you from the foundations of the world. So when God gives you a desire and you get that desire from God, and now God gave me the desire of my heart, watch it, David. God gives me the desires of my heart. I'm not saying the desire I came up with. God actually gave me the desire before he gave, gives me the object of my desire. So God gave me the desire in my heart. Now that I know the desire came from God. Now that I know that the desire came from God, I set my faith in agreement. God already said, yes, I say amen. So I'm going to openly declare what God has already decreed. I'm going to speak life and not death, blessing and not cursing. I'm going to call those things which be not as though they were. I will not be moved by what I see with my natural eyes. I will only be moved by what God said in my spirit. And so I go into my prayer closet and I see myself operating in realms and levels and ways. Oh my God, that's what you want me to do. I set my faith in agreement. I'm setting my faith on earth in agreement with heaven. I'm setting my faith in agreement in time with what you revealed to me from eternity. And I come out of my prayer closet 
And I'm not moved by what I see. Why? Because the earth hasn't caught up with, with, with God's reality yet. And so, yes, I'm, I'm checking a website maybe, and I'm waiting on something to get approved. And I check it every day, and it's not approved yet. But God already showed me in my prayer closet that it's approved. And so I declare it's already approved. Have you got the approval yet in the natural? No, not in the natural, but I already saw it in the spirit. And so I'm going to declare what God has decreed. I'm going to believe, and I'm going to receive. I'm going to, I uh, yes, I do believe that we need to align our lips with what God reveals in our heart. So when you understand all of this, then you understand the text. All God's promises have a yes already, and he's looking for an amen from you. I, I titled this, God wants your amen. I should have said, God needs your amen. God is looking for an amen from you so he could do what he said he would do in your life. Gideon had to say amen to God when he had 300 men, and he was going up against over 100,000. He had to say amen. God was saying yes. He was like, this don't seem, this is crazy, but he said amen. David had to say amen to God when the prophet shows up at his house and anoints him to be the next king of Israel. And he's a shepherd boy. He's 17 years old. He's the eighth son in his own household. He wasn't even in the lineup. That's how much they didn't think about him. They didn't think much about him. And so he had to say, amen. Fine, God, you want me to do? I never had no, no dreams of being the king of Israel. But if you say yes, I say amen. Joseph had to say amen to a dream that God gave him when he was a little boy. He was a teenager and God gave him a dream that he was going to be over his brothers, even over his own father. And he had to say amen to it when he was the 11th of 12 boys. He, he Listen, how in the world is that going to happen? He just said amen. I'm saying that there's some things that God has spoken over your life. Look, look at me as I close. God has given you great and precious promises. God will reveal things to you that are connected to his plans and purposes for your life. That these are things that God established before the world began. No matter how ridiculous they seem. No matter how crazy they are. No matter, whoa, what you want to do that with me? God has said, yes, he needs you to say amen. You have to say amen. You have to openly declare what God has decreed. You have to set your faith in agreement and in alignment. Open your mouth and speak the language of faith. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, I felt this word this morning. Oh, glory to God. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for lead, leading me to level up in this season. You have specific promises for me. These are promises that come with a yes on it. You've already provided the yes. Now I say amen. I put an amen on every promise. I set my faith in agreement with you. On earth, I agree with heaven. Living this way, I experience heaven on earth. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button so you can get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Click on it, put in your email address. You're going to get my notes uh, for free. Listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this was a blessing to you, if this maybe cleared up some things for you. And then also share this message right now on your social media on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Say amen to God. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.